Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello everyone and welcome along to our All-Ireland Football Final Preview. Myself and Rory are delighted to have the Kerry and the Dublin side of this. Colm Cooper and Mossy Quinn are with us. And look, first and foremost, Mossy, let's get the big business out of the way. Have you all the tickets sorted for all the dubs who have no doubt been hanging out here for the last couple of weeks? Well, that's why I'm here, Jackie. I'm hoping the Gooch is going to send a couple my way. There's no way. There's no way. He it's a, it's a, it's a rallying cry, there, Marcy, so. A rallying cry. <laughs> I, I think it's because, like, there is nobody that draws it more than Kerry. Because, like, Dublin Kerry, like, that's what it is, though, Mossy, isn't it? It's just the rivalry that we've all grown up on that I think there's even more demand, it seems to me, for this one than ever before. Yeah, it certainly feels like it. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a massive buzz around Dublin, and it's uh it's funny. I suppose it's twenty. Obviously, there was no fans there in twenty twenty. So twenty nineteen, since there's been that buzz around the city, where there's been the hunt for tickets, and again, the fact that it is Kerry just heightens it again, and it's just the the demand is there, and you can see the interest, and I suppose just the arc that the two teams are on as well. And it's while there's been a bit of a, I won't say an inevitability. I think a lot of people were probably hoping this was the final we were going to get if the draws went the way it did, and. I think you've seen that in the last couple of weeks now since the semi-finals were finished. Uh, just the demand has grown and it's the interest and it's 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 a, such an exciting game to look forward to. Yeah, Rory, I know you're a club chairman. I'm sure it's been yeah. a difficult, uh, fun couple of weeks trying to keep it, everybody happy. It's nearly been a full-time job for the last two weeks and it really is a loaves and fishes job. But I think it is. There's a feel, I think, Massey, a 2011 off this. There's a real 2011 All-Ireland final. I don't know whether it's because... The two teams are almost the arc is sort of kind of coming back again to where there may be a sense that there's a sort of a parity of esteem between the two. There's a, obviously the two teams haven't been in a final since pre-COVID as well. And I think that's just feeding into the frenzy that's going on at the minute. And if there's any more that the Dublin County Board can find, Mass, send them out to North County Dublin because we will gratefully receive them. Send in, send in an L carrier pigeon there. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. I, I think the one thing on that, like 2011, I'd say Dublin were probably more, as in I was fortunate to be on the squad, but from a, from a feeling around the county, we hadn't beaten Kerry. That wasn't really a rivalry then. Like as in it's a rivalry when there's a bit of, there's a bit of when one there's a bit of equality there in terms of who's coming out on top. And then obviously Dublin were on top then for a number of years. The fact that last year's semi-final went the way it did, Kerry went and closed it out the next day. I think that probably just adds to this year's battle. I think 2011, there was probably hope around the county in Dublin. There was a hope. It was a first All-Ireland in 16 years. Whereas now there's probably a bit more of a hope that, okay, we've had a couple of down years for the standards that they'd set. They hadn't got to a final. Whereas now I think the hope is that they produce a big performance this weekend. And obviously on the back of Kerry beating them last year, Kerry being All-Ireland champions, I think it just adds to that. I think that's what makes Kerry so interesting, though, Colm, because before that win last year in the semi-final, they hadn't beaten the Dubs since 2009. I think the whole picture has changed because of that win last year. Yeah, I think the landscape has changed a little bit, Jackie. And uh, 2011, I feel like I contri- contributed to this Dublin uh, juggernaut because we lost and they haven't looked back since. But I think uh, certainly in Kerry, there's a feeling that, OK, they, they, they've won the minor, the four minors, the team was coming and it probably came, in, in some ways came of age a little bit by beating Dublin last year in the city of Ireland. There was a kind of, we're, we're asking the question, is there another golden era for Kerry? I'm not sure if there 
it's going to be as, as good as that. But I think um, there's just a lot of optimism around. And uh, as Mossy probably said, it's just a rivalry, the tradition, the respect. I think the dubs love getting one over and Kerry, no, no, and as Kerry do. Um, and I think when you when I look back to the start of the year, it was Kerry Dublin. I, I I was looking at the fixtures; they were going to avoid each other until the final if everything worked out. And some watering clash, and generally did deliver Jackie the classic, the cracking matches between Kerry and Dublin. And I think we'll see another one this Sunday for sure. Mm. How close do you think the two teams are to each other in terms of quality, Mossy? Because they haven't changed that much, even. You know, since last year, since 2019, we're looking at almost the same kind of squads. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean that in terms of like the lads leaving and coming back, like McCaffrey yeah. and all these. So, so where do you see it quality wise? Yeah, it, it, look, it is very hard. I think it is generally a 50 50 game. And you could, there, there are kind of, there, there are areas in both teams that you'd say there, Dublin have a strength there or Kerry have a strength there. And I think it's probably the little bit of the evolution within the squad. And, and like you said, Dublin have obviously had the, the experienced guys coming back. So straight away, Cluxton in particular, but Mannion, McCaffrey, they add the football intelligence, they add the, the, the positivity they bring around the dressing room and then obviously what they do on the pitch. But I would say the likes of Lee Gannon, the likes of Sean Bugler, they've been critical to Dublin this year, kind of getting back to a final. They've kicked on again. Lee Gannon, an excellent first year last year. For me, he's grown into it again this year. I think Sean Bugler would be critical if he's fit to play this weekend. He he's missed fit. the final against Monaghan. But I think What's that, the word? Is he all right? I, I genuinely think it's going to be touch and go, yeah. I think like I think we've seen in the past the likes of a Paul Flynn or the likes of Keane O'Sullivan, they give them every, they give them every minute to see if they can get there. And again, even if you get a half, even if you get 40 minutes, it's something that they'll take anything they can because Sean gives them that athleticism. He gives them the dot, like particularly if you're trying to track a Gavin White or somebody like that who's making runs from deep. Sean can do he's that. A score, and he's a scoring. I was just going to say, and yeah. he's a footballer. Like yeah. he's not just like you have guys who are athletes. Sean has the football. He's right foot. He's left foot. He's a good football brain. So um, I'd be more confident for Dublin's performance levels if I thought that he was going to be fit going into the weekend. But I do think much and all has been made of the lads coming back. But I do think it's the progression of the likes of uh, Lee Gannon, Sean Bugler, even Paddy Small. Again, we've been waiting for Paddy Small to get a run of injury-free fitness. And he's had that the last couple of games. He's contributed and he's shown what he could do. So I think they, they're key to kind of where Dublin have evolved in the last, certainly in the last 12, 18 months. Mm. It just seems, Rory, like everybody was waiting for it. Everybody wanted this final, but everybody wants them both at absolute full tilt as well. I mean, we don't ask for much, do we? But I do think Sean Bugler was a big miss from the semifinals. If you can get a rip-roaring Dublin and Kerry at full throttle, albeit Kerry now without Tony Brosnan, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I do think having a fully fit squad is going to, like, that. that's the basis for this, really. Yeah, and I think Bugler gives a good balance to that half-forward line as well mm. in terms of the mix, as Massey mentioned. But, I mean, just in terms of the fixture itself, look, I suppose it might be uh, annoying for some neutrals, like, you know, uh, that there's a kind of a fable and a folklore element to it. But it's a brilliant fixture. Like, it is really deep plum fixture in, for Gaelic football lovers. I was, I was just looking at some... Some of the facts and stats around it. I mean, it's 30 years since Dublin last lost the final, Jackie. That is that is some extraordinary record now. And admittedly, the first 15 of those, they didn't really make a final. But the second 15, as we know, speaks for itself. So Dublin's finals record, hugely impressive. And that shouldn't be understated. You then have to go back a further decade to when Kerry last beat Dublin in a final. And 85 to 2011. You know, I know they never met in a final in that period. But that's a full 26 years, right? We've had four meetings since, including Sunday coming, all won by Dublin. 
So from a relationship rivalry in the 70s, 80s, when it really kicked off, which was dominated one, once by one side, and it's certainly been flipped on its head. Now, what bearing will any of that have on Sunday? I do think it counts for some. I think tradition does matter, and I think it matters particularly in GA. They have 68 All-Irelands between them. So that will count for something. Where I think it will count most is the quality of the game. They both, they'll both they both play, and I think both teams will want to play well. They they won't be talking... I don't think you'll be talking about either team falling flat or underperforming. And you, if you take all the recent vintage games between the two teams, they've all been absolutely outstanding. Even league games between the teams in February and dirty nights, it's always really competitive, always really compelling their pathways Jackie to the final are remarkable incredible really right they host their way through the province then both of them flobbered their way kind of through the round robin stages right then both of them then beat a top quality opponent by exactly the same score in the quarter final with Mayon Tron 12 points right winning margin they followed that up then by both scoring 117 each in disposing of the Ulster Challenge in the semi-finals and they both arrive in the final where you might argue can we be certain how good they both are? Could you pick flaws in both? I mean, my view is that anyone who tells you with any certainty that one team will win is is spoofing. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a small thing for me that will make the difference. A mistake, a bad call, a bit of genius, you know, a penalty, a sending off. But that's just what makes it just so compelling for all of us. And look, I'm really looking forward to it, even though I'm not going because I have no ticket, Matty. He'll <laughs> <laughs> have you sorted by the end of this call. Yeah. What about Kerry then, Colm, and that loss of Tony Brosnan? First of all, you have to feel for a fella to be missing out on an All Ireland final uh, with something like that. It, it's tough for him. And, and the knock on impact that it has on the squad, maybe, is Stephen O'Brien starting, or what do you expect happens there? Yeah, we're not really sure what happens at the moment. I suppose my first thoughts, because Tony's a club club mate of mine. Um, in Dr. Crokes, and he's, t- he's, took on, he's took on the mantle of the number 13 jersey in Dr. Crokes. So you just feel feel bad for him for all of all the weeks for something like that to happen. The week when our Ireland is disappointing. And I think it's a loss to carry because he is one of the guys who can come on and score, and he is a shooter. And those guys are they're hard to find in Crow Park uh, in, in the last 10 or 15 minutes. So, um, but I suppose the plus side for Kerry is Killian Splang comes back into the squad. Yeah. Like, we all expect he'll be back in the squad this weekend and he has track record of coming on against Dublin and doing quite well. So I think that's that's a major plus for Jack O'Connor. Um, but I think Jack will probably go with the same the same team. I don't think there'll be any changes. Um, that's not the vibe that we're picking up around in a way. He'll go with the tried and trusted. And, Stephen um, O'Brien to start column. Stephen O'Brien. Stephen he... O'Brien, yeah. He had a brilliant, lead, a brilliant second half and was one of the real reasons why Kerry um, were able to turn around the game against Derry. I think Jack will go with him off the bench. I think okay. generally my feeling and the reason why I say that is there's probably half an hour or 40 minutes in Stephen and it's better to be bringing him on than taking yeah, him off the the after. after. Yeah. So I think the impact, he was so he was such a positive impact the last day. I think they'd probably be foolish to change around any bit um, in, in terms of that. he He's pushing. But um, yeah, so look, there's, there's a lot of optimism. But um, I think Rory, as you said, I think all the Kerry folk think that they're going to win, but are not silly to think it's not a 50-50 game. You know what I mean? I think when you when you measure the teams, like the stats you call out there, the numbers, the scoring, they're so evenly balanced. Um it, it, it could be it could be it could be a mistake. But uh I would still say there's general optimism around Kerry there. They're they they feel that they've turned the corner since the Tyrone game. Um performances up to that had been up and down during the league and even the early parts of the championship. But I think since they've got the Coke Park, they've got better. And certainly against Derry, they won't have better preparation because Derry threw the kitchen sink at them. 
And um, it wouldn't have taken much more, probably the, the goal chance that Shane Ryan saved midway through the second half. I think mm-hmm. that was a big factor. But the positive thing for me is Kerry finished very strong. They were the team running in the last five, six minutes going into injury time. Um, and that bodes well in the final, I think. Mm. Well, the ace in their pack is David Clifford. So, Mossy, what do you do with a problem like David Clifford for the dubs? <laughs> well, I wouldn't do too much, Jackie. He'd have a hand in the play. Poison him. Yeah, it's um. I look, it's it's the the challenge anyone facing anyone facing Kerry has, and I, I expect Dublin. I think for me, Mick Fitzsimons is still Dublin's best man marker. You saw his battle with Conor McManus in the semi final, and um. I actually really enjoyed that watching that that day. It's not often you get in a lot of the time with players dropping back, but it felt like a very much man on man battle. And McManus kicked some great scores, but Mick Fitz, I think he two or three blocks in the game. He had a couple of turnovers, and it very much felt like. And I think you'd have something similar going into this weekend. The reality is Clifford is going to score. It's how heavily he scores, and can you limit that to a certain extent? Can it, if you can keep him to four or five points rather than one seven or one eight, then uh, you're doing well. And I think a lot of it will depend on can they get support over to him without leaving themselves exposed for others to hurt them. Because let's be honest, like Sean O'Shea did damage against Dublin last year. Again, there's other talented Kerry Fours there that will do damage if there's too much focus put on Clifford. So again, it's the pressure on the ball coming in. He likes that. He's a big man, but he still prefers that one bounce into his chest or something in front of him. Can they get a press on the ball being being delivered in and, and kind of reduce the quality to give whoever is marking if it is Mick Fitz an opportunity to get a hand in and um, I think that's for me from a Dublin perspective I think you don't need to overthink it I think Mick is the guy and you give him every opportunity Yeah and look I think Colm for Kerry to win you still need a, a 9 out of 10 from David Clifford anyway even if he does have Mick Fitz and others for company on the day you know we've seen him when he's not a scoring threat he's still bringing others into the game and sorry by saying not a scoring threat obviously he's going to score but if he doesn't have to score 6 points he might also set up plenty else but he definitely needs to have a 9 out of 10 performance if Kerry are going to be All-Ireland champions He does and he generally delivers Jackie that's the mm. brilliant thing about him you can you can put your house in him in, the, in terms of delivering but he's going to need a lot of help. And I think there's a bit of nonsense out there at the moment that Kerry are a one-man team. I think I so as well, yeah. I don't I don't agree with that whatsoever. Neither do I. No. Um, you mean Gavin White, Sean O'Shea, different players like that. Damon O'Connor, like, Damon O'Connor yeah. has chipped in with some good scores. Yeah, and, yeah you know. he's, he's, been the, he's been the most improved player. And I think since David Moore retired last year, there was a big feeling that Dermot was the man to fill the shoes. But we just needed more from him. But we began to see it this year, you know. So he was outstanding against Tyrone. Uh, quietly effective the last day, um, but I think there's there's more in them. But yeah, I think I think I think there's plenty to carry. But I don't think they're they're, they're that one dimensional. As you were as T- Massey was mentioning about Mick for Simons, I can't believe he's still doing the marking job. I marked him in 2011, and here we are in 2023. Yeah. And he's still, isn't it? He's still it's incredible, and he's an unbelievable athlete. Like he still is the pace, maybe not the not not the way he had, but he's still he's and I agree, he's still their best man marker. So I expect. Dublin guys will try and double up at times whether that's Brian Howard sitting in or filling a hole in front of Clifford they will try and do that but um, and I also think both teams will have a purple patch during this game and it's it's I, I suppose from a Kerry point of view I'm thinking like Dublin are probably the best in the business that when they hit a 10 minute purple patch that could be 2-5 it's limiting their purple patch to 3 or 4 points rather than 2 or 3 goals which 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 they've really blown away teams with even that second half display against Mayo in the quarterfinal, like they, they had that game over in about 10 or 12 minutes, you know, when we all thought Mayo were right in the game. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of jewels, but I think um, Kerry, Kerry have plenty of players that will step up and they'll understand that 
it's not all on David Clifford. If if Kerry are to win, they're going to need like even last year's final. I think maybe three or four starting forwards in score from play. That won't be enough this year. They will need a bigger contribution. But I think they're capable of doing it too. Mm. It feels, Rory, like Kerry are have somehow become the underdogs, which kind of was unexpected because of like, I, I don't know, it's just the Dublin resurgence and the narrative that has come about, you know, all of the big players coming back, the delivering a potential ninth All-Ireland medal for some of these players. It seemed to me like I've rarely seen All-Ireland champions being talked down so much. And I like that that's meat and drink now to people in Kerry. They'd love that. But I don't know if I can remember All-Ireland champions being... Maybe Jack O'Connor is contributing to that because he's enjoying this. But it does seem that they they have become underdogs here. They have, they, the and like that narrative is probably coming from the fact that like could you make a case that Kerry have improved inordinately on the back of winning the All Ireland last year? Have we seen anything new from them? Has there been new personnel? Has there been any sort of changes to the way they play? You probably would say no. Whereas Dublin, I suppose it's a very different Dublin team that Kerry are going mm. to be facing on Sunday in comparison to the one they faced in last year's semi-final. So that maybe has evened out the perspectives that people may have on it. But I do, like, I think from, I think Colm's point is extremely well made. I think floodgates were mentioned at press conferences if there was an over-concentration on David Clifford. And Kerry are not a one-man band. He, like, that's actually such a massive insult to the likes of the Paul Gainey's and even Paddy will chip in with a few scores. Like they have a lot of different weapons that will hurt you. And if they do spend too much time fussing, I don't think they will either. I think they'll trust Mick Fitzsimons. I think that was the mistake they probably made four years ago in the in the drawn match where they paired Johnny Cooper off with him. And Johnny obviously went for an early shower because he couldn't really handle him. And yeah. there is an element of athleticism that you will require when you're taking on someone like Clifford, just given the way, given his body shape. I think Mick, I think Fitzy probably pairs off quite well in that regard. And look, if he does end up picking up an early yellow, you'd imagine you do have a better better backup in the likes of Davy Byrne maybe to shift over at that stage, but it will probably come down to trying to limit the amount of times that he's on the ball. He's going to do damage at some stage, and I just think you kind of have to accept that. I think from Dublin's perspective, it's what they do at the other end is going to be a big, a bigger, bigger factor. I'd expect a massive game from Conor Callaghan. I don't know if we've seen the best of Con yet this year. I think he he obviously had a really serious injury last year, and he missed the closing stages of the championships. He's been slow. It's been a slow burner for him this year so far. Um, be interesting to see where he gets picked, what position in the forward line he ends up in, whether or not Kieran Kilkenny plays instead of Scully. Is Scully's position under threat? If Kilkenny starts, does he go out to the 40 and then does Khan stay inside? I personally think he's better inside, but he'll have his work cut out with Jason Foley, who I think is arguably the best fullback out there. So, like, there's so many different jewels all across the field and so much to uh, anticipate. I Yeah, listen... I mean, look, even as a Cork man, Dublin Kerry is class. Yeah, it is. Well, Mossy, give me those two then. What do you reckon? Kieran Kilkenny, would you start him? And what would you do with Conor Callan? Um, I personally would start Kieran. I don't know mm. that he will, but I, I think the longer he's on the pitch, the better it is for Dublin, would be my own opinion on it. Um, uh, I think it's a big call. It might come down to whether Bugler is fit and, again, whether they have to make two changes if Bugler is back or whether it's Niles Gully, whoever yeah. they might look at from a, from a change perspective. And yeah, I, I agree with Khan. I actually think I think he's been kind of he mightn't have been as flashy in terms of dynamic goals, but I think he's been consistent through the league. He's or excuse me, through the championship. He's been he's been scoring regularly, he's been contributing regularly. 
really I think the position he's taken up has been quite smart. He's a little bit, he's nearly playing in between, he's in between kind of half forward and full forward, but he's leaving space. And you've seen the likes of Colin Baskell in the Mayo game in particular in some of the earlier rounds and Cormac Costello. There's a bit more space for them to operate in there when Khan has moved out a little bit. I'd like to see them rotate a little bit more. Like I think if you can have a period like if Conor Callan is 40 or 50 yards from goal, Kerry are happy. The closer he is to goal, and if Dublin can get ball into him closer to goal, there's opportunities there. So I'd like to see them rotate a little bit. And Cormac has the skill set, as was Colin Baskell, has the skill set to come out and play that little bit deeper. So I think they, the three of them should throw up different challenges for, for the Kerry defence. And again, you might move them around a little bit if you bring Jason Foley out a bit further. Can you expose someone else in closer to goal? But um, I think that's part of the challenge for Dublin is to see what way what way they feel is best for them and can they get good quality ball into them? Because that's, that'll determine whether they have an opportunity to get the ball in hand and turn and go at them. Well, that's kind of the key line then, Colm. Like, so the Kerry full back line, can they handle that pace of what Dublin are going to throw at them there in terms of the goal threat? Well, that is the big question. Um, and as I was doing the matchups in my head, Jackie, during the week, Conor Callan, Jason Foley will pick him up, I would suspect. Tom O'Sullivan, probably Costello and Graham O'Sullivan, maybe Basket. Like, that's that's... And it's man on man then, you know, dude, like Crow mm. Park is a difficult, difficult place with that level of space. But Mossy makes a good point. I've seen Dublin three times kind of uh, live now this year in, in stadium. And I agree. I think Connor's played very, very deeper, which has surprised me because I think the real full threat comes of, comes from him being in around the, the pin spot and he can win it high, he can win it low. And what I really like about him is he's not even thinking of a point. He's looking, he's looking at his man in the eye and he wants to, he wants to run over him. He wants to go for goal. So, that's the that's the trick Kerry will be hugely aware of. I, the the other one for me is the Dublin half hour line. I'm finding it very difficult to pin down who they will pick. Uh, will they go to Kenny? Will Scully play? Will Bogler come back in? Will Paddy Small come back into the mix? It's it, it where's Paul Mannion going to play? So it's 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 ha- they have options. They they have more options I think than Kerry up front. Um, Kerry are pretty settled on what they are and what they're about, but. Um, it's a huge test for, for, for the Dublin or for the Kerry full back line but um, I think they would have learned a lot from last year like Tom O'Sullivan had a thorough time against Shane Walsh last year we know but Shane, Shane Walsh could have kicked a point from Grafton Street last year the way he was playing but uh, so I think Tom O'Sullivan might have a, just a little bit of um, putting a record straight to say I can perform on the final day and no better no better challenge than Costello or, or Baskill and trying to take care of that so um, it's a, they're the fascinating Jews and that's why everybody's looking for tickets and why you why you'll have millions watching on television over the weekend because it's going to be it's going to be a cracker yeah it's hard I've to heard, believe yeah. go on Rory sorry. sorry I heard I heard one very respected and uh, esteemed commentator I'll name him Paul Rose I was listening to it during the week and he mentioned that he felt it was going to be a cagey affair and that it might actually be quite dour and that the two teams will sit back now I've a great time for Paul. I can't see that happening at all. I just think the inherent sort of instinct, the natural instinct for both of these teams, I don't think they'll be gung ho and there won't be any silliness, but I just think they won't be able to help themselves. I think they I don't, will... I don't think they'd be capable of doing it, Rory. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. They, they would find it, I, I would think, and certainly Kerry, and even from what I've seen in Dublin, they would find it very difficult just to sit in and yeah. be passive and stuff. And with the way because both teams, be... both teams will give you chances to play. Yeah. Like that's kind of the way it should pan out. Is that would that be fair? Yeah. The one thing I'd say on that, yeah, is... I, yeah, I agree with you. I... Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. The one thing I'd say on that will be in the 
you talk about being passive a lot of it comes from the kickouts and whether you're willing to press and whether you're willing to actually mm-hmm. engage on that and like you saw in the particularly Kerry only Kerry was at one three out of four kickouts from Derry and they were all 66 minute on and that's when they put yeah. a squeeze on Dublin similarly they only squeeze late on against Monaghan Monaghan had a platform throughout that game and it felt like Dublin were playing the game for long periods on Monaghan's terms and as a spectator I was hoping Dublin would have pressed earlier similarly against Mayo they pressed right after half time and they got a squeeze on them whereas I think if either team just gives up the kick out earlier on there will I think it will be quite cagey I think there'll be periods where teams will be content to keep possession they don't want to get turned over so I think a lot to determine on how how much attack and threat is comes from how much either team is willing to press and willing to commit and are Kerry willing to press clubs and in the past they'd pick moments and they'd look to to press them at certain times and similarly with Dublin and the obvious one is when there's a dead ball you have an opportunity to get a press on but can they press from open play can they put a squeeze on or set a trap like Dublin did against Monaghan it goes to the cornerback they get a turnover all of a sudden a one point game they've two scores in a row and it's they've changed the dynamic of it but I think to me whether how open it is, a lot will depend on whether they're giving up the kick out or not. Yeah, it's a dangerous game, isn't it? Because if you're playing against a Dublin team who break like nobody yeah. else, I think you're 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 running risky business there. Can I ask you, Mossy, about Stephen Cluxton and his return, what it has meant to this Dublin team? Because I think originally when he came back, there was a lot of why is he coming back? You know, like in the middle of the season, what's the situation? But like he's come back, he hasn't conceded a goal all season. The structure that they've got from him being back there, like there's no doubt about a Dublin or a better team with him inside in the goal. So what, what what's the difference and, and how has he managed to kind of, I won't say turn things around, but change the way that Dublin are playing this game? There's no question they're better when he's there. And it's, again, you could go to the stats and I think they were conceding two goals a game early on the year. They haven't conceded one since. He didn't concede one the whole championship the last time he played in 2019, or excuse me, 2020. So you can see, and when he was away, like Stephen, Stephen is quite unique in how he prepares in terms of how he keeps himself. So people were saying, will he be as sharp? Will he be at the level he was? He's at the level he was. He's proven that, I think, already through the championship with his kicking and with his shot stopping and anything else that he's had to do. So um, he gives that confidence to the full back line. He gives the ability to communicate. They're the on-the-pitch ones, the obvious ones. Obviously, the even the, the kick-outs, again, just the relationships he's built over the years with the outfield players as to where they're making runs, the time, and all that type of stuff is critical, When particularly when you get to this stage, when a real squeeze comes on. And that's something, obviously, Evan Comfort's trying to get to that. David O'Hanlon was trying to get to that during the league. But Stephen is at that level, and he's been the, he's been the barometer for, for however long now. And then you've obviously the off-field off, off field element in terms of the element, what he brings to the dressing room, his football intelligence in terms of your game plans, in terms of your preparation, in terms of what he's challenging defenders to do, what he's challenging the Dublin forwards to do on Kerry kickouts. Like there'll be multiple aspects where Stephen would add value. And again, standards is a word you hear thrown around about teams, but that's what he, he'd have certain standards that he lived by. And if a guys aren't up to it, he'll make sure to, and again, a lot of it's not vocal. It can be through his own actions and what he's doing and the, the way he's setting the, setting the stall out. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that he's come in and come back to the level he's been at. It was a surprise in the first place that he was back. I don't think anyone knew it was it wasn't expected. There was no whispers around it. But once he was back in there, he was never coming back in for me to sit and observe it on the bench for the year. You know, mm. well, it's it's changed everything with this team, and it's it's kind of incredible, Column, that you know he's going for nine. Mick Fitzsimons, same with James McCarthy as well. Like you're looking at these lads and. Just thinking, you know, for them to get to nine All-Ireland medals, I know there's plenty of people walking down in Kerry with nine All-Ireland medals in their pocket. It'd be some record for them, though, wouldn't it? You know, if they were to pull it off. 
They would and they'd pass out our fellas. I think eight's most. I think we have four with eight, but uh, it's phenomenal that they're just still playing and competing at the highest level, Jackie. Like it's um it's it's incredible when you think about it. The the demands like they're going into the game now and they're still performing. To be honest, Cluxton, I think they've brought them in specifically for these type of games, these type mm-hmm. of moments. I think perhaps Dublin felt maybe when the game was in the melting pot last year and going down the stretch, maybe they weren't as strong on and and maybe a kick out area and Mossy makes the point that they were conceding a lot of goals last year. They've brought him in for games like this, and that's why he's back. If if they win, it was the right decision. If they lose, maybe not. But um, it's 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 phenomenal. Even the likes of James McCarthy there, who's going, I don't know how many championship appearances he has, but um, and still still driving it. He's not he's not a passenger. He's not just playing a position. He's driving the team forward. So um, there, it would be it would it would be a, it would be a sore one if the Dubs. Not just beat us the next day, but if they if they inflict some extra damage in the in the middle of this roll of honor, yeah. um, it'll be a long drive home for the Kerry people. But, but it's, it's the three it's the three lads, and we've talked about them already purely because of their importance in the game, the level that they're at. Stephen yeah. Mick Fitz is picking up Kerry's best mm-hmm. player, and James has been as good as anyone has been in yeah. the country all year. So, and again, there's sometimes we can be ageist in sport and we can be very quick when you look at someone's age profile and mm. geez, they must be coming to the end. But if you're, if you took age off a page and looked at their performance levels, there wouldn't even be a question as to whether they can continue going or where, what, you know, in terms of what their future stands at, like the, the level they've got to this year, the three of them. And that's testament to their own, their own ability and their own, uh, their own dedication and everything they put into it to get to the level they've got to. So do you, you not think so, Mossy, that, like, because it's been billed as like sort of one final fling by by potentially the group as a whole. Even maybe the management might be thinking, look, uh, four four years done is enough. And do you think that there is that sense with with you know like it, the, we'll say it's a lot of the the storylines being attached to it from the outside is like this is the band is back together one final fling and then we'll sail off into the sunset because we'll have gotten Kerry one 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 more time. I don't buy into it to be honest. Yeah. I think, like from the outside looking in, if it, look, there's no doubt there's a if there's a concerted effort to bring Stephen back, bring Jack, bring Mannion, Mannion, and I think both Jack and Paul committed to coming back as early as last was it September, October, and I think they've both spoken publicly about. I think Jack has already spoken about he was watching Kerry beating Dublin last year, and that was his motivation for wanting to come back. So there's no doubt there was an element of yeah, we want to come back and try and get to the level, but. Maybe the fact that the management have been there four years, there is a natural evolution, there's a natural cycle, but I don't get a sense of like sometimes when you're in it and you're in that bubble and all they can see is this Sunday. And if someone mentions next year to them, they'll dismiss us. We don't care about next year. We're not like this is it, this is all we're in for. Mm. But the reality is in sport, generally, you'll take a couple of months off. You have a bit longer now with the split season, but come November, December, not as many people generally finish up or walk away as you sometimes think. In the middle of the summer, you'll have half them saying, oh, Jesus, this is it now. But then I think when it comes back around to it and they, they reevaluate and reassess. So I wouldn't be as quick to to say there will, there will. There's always a kind of a, a natural couple of people will drop out. But I don't know that there'll be a huge fall off in terms of uh, irrespective of the result on Sunday. Um, but uh, th- there is a sense that there, there's a there's a purpose and a mission to them this year. All right. But I don't I don't envisage it being uh, just this is it, you know. Yeah. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting to see either way. There's going to be a, a fine purpose put in front of them on Sunday afternoon when they see the Sam Maguire sitting there in the stands. So make your case for them then, Colm. I'm sure nervous energy, heart and head. Are they both saying the same thing? Do they both think Kerry can do this? There's a lot of emotions going through at the moment, Jackie. <laughs> but um, I would I would give Kerry the nod. Like, as I said at the start of the show, I always felt there would be Kerry Dublin in the final. 
Um, and midway through the season, I was a little bit concerned about Kerry, but I think they've turned the corner. I think they've they've kept their best stuff for for Croke Park, and I think just that they seem to be a bit more battle hardened than I've seen Kerry teams. Like if I put it like this, Jackie, I think three, four, five years ago, Kerry would have lost that semi final to Derry. I think they just have an inner inner belief now that they belong at this area that they've become good champions. They can fight their way out of tricky situations. They don't be they don't have to be at their best to win. Having said that, I think they will have to be at their best the next day to win. But um, for Jack O'Connor, there's an added incentive. He hasn't been a manager of back-to-back carry teams, um, which is probably a motivational factor for, for, for him. Look, I think when it comes down to Kerry will get a goal in the match, Dublin will get a goal. That's just the flow of our Ireland finals. I think whoever gets the second goal, that will be crucial. Um, and I would give Kerry the nod by two points on that. Oh, right. Over to you, Massey. I'm still trying to come to terms with two Cork people buying into the fact that Kerry are, are underdogs for the <laughs> <laughs> You'd have you'd have thought you would have thought we'd have been Yerad. Yerad <laughs> Yerad out at this stage. I've been, been stewing on that for the last 15 minutes. I still can't believe it. Um, yeah. You've done a good job. Yeah. Uh, I actually it's called Stockholm, it's called Stockholm syndrome, Moss. <laughs> yeah, just been, you've just been in prison for so long. <laughs> um Again, I, to be a, a short answer would be I've always been of the belief the best 20 players win these type of games. Mm. When it gets to this level, the best 20 players win it. And the confidence I would have this year in the impact Dublin will have off the bench compared to what we saw last year or the year before against Mayo, that's where I would get my confidence from. We've spoken about uh, Sean Bugler. I think he'd be a big addition if he's fit. And that just adds to the depth Dublin would have. And I'd be hopeful that when you see numbers 17, 18, 19 coming in in those closing stages, that's what, and I think it'll be, it'll be. There's no doubt. I think it'll be within a touching distance for both teams, 65th, 66th minute. And I'd be hopeful then that the impact Dublin will get off the bench will be enough to just close it out. But I think it'll be a, it'll be a one-score game, and I'd be hopeful Dublin can get over the line. I hope it is. I genuinely hope it is, Rory, that it's a one-score game that one of these doesn't blow the other one away, and we're all disappointed after looking for this final all year, all no, year no, long. Definitely, yeah, Jackie, will I, I, Jackie, it won't I, be a blow. It won't be a blowout. No way. I hope I hope it's a draw so Massey and Rory yeah. have to go through all the ticket situation. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And it's funny you should say that. Colin. I was actually thinking to myself, I wouldn't put it past. I certainly wouldn't put it past a tight game and on the on the first on the on the first full time whistle and for the game to go into extra time. I think if it did go into extra time, I'd probably have a small little only a small extra fancy for Kerry just because I think the younger team. But I, I still think Dublin's bench is probably more impressive. So that nearly evens that out. So to go back to Cullum's point, someone better win because I certainly don't want to go through this all over again. <laughs> but I think it's going to be extremely tight. I couldn't see anything more than a one-score game. And yeah, I would not be surprised to see it to see the game finish a draw. Yeah, well, look, I think it's going to be an absolute cracker. Lads, really looking forward to it. Thanks so much for being with us. Enjoy the match. And here's hoping we don't have to do it all again next weekend. Have a great weekend. <laughs>